Good morning. Good morning, guys. Wow, it's great to see all of you. I want to welcome you to Band of Brothers. And if this is your very first time here, if you've never been here before, please fill out legibly and completely. Have your table leader check it. In the offering bowl, there's a registration sheet so we can get you registered for Band of Brothers. Okay, so today, as we said last week after we heard Phil's life story, uh, we're starting a whole new series in our season of Band of Brothers. And this series is called to repent. Each one of these series is named after an attribute that God is calling us as his followers to do, okay? Called to obey, called to persevere, and we're called to repent. And Coach is going to start us out with that, but before he does, Remy would like to come up and say a few words. We got 57 seconds here, so let's get the work done. Um, thank you. Nice crowd here today. No snow, lots of bodies. All right. The devotionals call, If Thou Art Near. If thou art near, why do I turn away, only to enter some desperate place riddled with fear I still cannot face. Where distance takes hold, making me much less bold, sadness holds me in its grip, letting my faith severely slip. When under attack, I'll promise to fight back, accepting God's protective armor, which shines to see me through, showing me precisely what I must do. And through this, am brought back to better days, of sunny memories, of loving ways, giving me courage to stay the course, to know, dear Lord, you are the source, which helps me get through every day. And in end, I live to hear you say, if thou art near, thou abides in me. Coach Horner is here waiting to give us on fire, man. It's all yours. Always on fire. I don't need that. Scare me. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure to be here before you guys. And uh, I hope that uh, the message that God gives me today to give to you uh, hits home. Uh, it's a uh, we're going to be speaking about uh, Jacob, and we're going to be speaking about repentance and what the real word of repentance is and what it means. And uh, just, just to start off very simply, it's not just saying, I'm sorry. You know, that, that's, that's the beginning, but that's not what repentance is. But anyway, I'm, going to, I'm actually going to read this, not read it, I'm going to look through it. Uh, because this is all about Jacob, and there's a, there's a lot about Jacob in the, in the Bible. And so I just want to highlight him a little bit. So Jacob's life was always, all from the very beginning, was, was a struggle. You know, like he wanted to be the firstborn. There's there twins in there. He and also in, in Rachel's room. And, and, and he's, he's saying like, hey man, I want to be first. I want that birthright. I want to be the leader here, you know. And said so it was a struggle. And so Rachel says, to go, what is going on in me? They're like, they're turning and twisting. And he says, don't worry about it, Rachel. You've got two nations in your body. 
two nations. What a blessing that is. Okay, one's Israel and one's the Arab nation between Esau and uh, and and Jacob. And so, and so Esau, they grew up together, and they were like, were they like two peas in a pod? Absolutely not. There was like one pea over here and a pod over there. Esau was like the warrior, <laughs> the hunter, hairy, rugged, rough. Man, I'll tell you what, his Isaac, he, he loved, he liked Esau. He liked Esau. Jacob, he was more like mommy's boy. He was always around mommy. He liked just hanging around with her. And so she's a favorite. So now we have the thing of favoritism. And, uh, and it, it's amazing. It's still going today. Same thing uh, over there. Okay, Jacob and Esau are still battling in a sense. Okay, and they knew that. And so to make a long story short, because it is long. But basically, there's some things I want to say. Esau was so hungry one day that Jacob says to him, look, I'll, I'll give you, I'll get this nice stew mom made up, your favorite, you know, and if you, you know, if I'm starved, just goes, he says, well, you give, me your, you give me your birthright. And he said, what do I care? Yes. And then, so he gives it to him for food. Gives away his birthright. And then in the meantime, Rachel devises a plan for him to get the blessing from Isaac. And that's the thing where he puts the hairy thing, brings stew into him, okay? And, and he deceives his, his father, and he receives the blessing. So Esau is a little bit upset. He's a little peeved about all this. And he wants to kill him. But he's going to wait till his dad dies. Well, as God would have it, he's got 20 more years now before he dies. All right? so, so the battle between the two of them, the dislike between the two of them, constantly was in that family. And then so much to the fact that they Rachel asked Isaac to send him away, and he went over with his brother Latham. And then we know that story where now he gets deceived. Right? He works seven years to get Rebecca. He loves Rebecca. Well, on his wedding night, he, he slips in Leah. She's the older daughter, Rachel in there. All right? So he says, I'll work another seven years to have Rachel. All right? So he does that. And he's, in the meantime, he's done a pretty good job because he walks up to Leith and he says, look, I'll take all your striped, your striped, uh, or for whatever you want to know, the, the marked sheep, and you'll have all the perfect sheep. And he buys into that. Well, what he does, and I don't know how he does it or how it works, but he puts something like striped wood around when they're mating, and all these striped sheep come out. So he does it again. He just can't help himself. Right? He's, he's deceived again. Then he finds that Esau is coming to see him, and he gets frightened. Because he figures, uh-oh, Esau's coming. So he sends all kinds of gifts to him. He's trying to, trying to make amends and reconcile and all that. And uh, in the meantime, he decides to, to, uh, to repent. He comes to the Lord. And it's the day, and I wanted to put this up now. Can I put that up for me, that verse on uh, the wrestling? Okay. 
And so if you want to follow me, it's in Genesis 32, 24, 29. And it says, and Jacob was left alone. He was by himself. And a man came. And that man, right, and he wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket and dislocated it. Now I was an old wrestler. And let me tell you something, dislocations hurt. You dislocate a finger and all you do is tape it to the other one. It doesn't make it feel any better. It still hurts. So you just like uh, any part of your body. But Jacob would not give up. Just like he held on to Esau's feel coming out, trying to hold on, trying to get there first. He was not going to prevail. He knew he needed God's blessing. He knew he had deceived people. He knew he needed to repent. He needed God's blessing to carry on. And so as it goes through here, keep going. He said, and he said, there you go, it goes up a little bit further. So then he said, let me go for the day is broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, no, your name is Israel. And that's how Israel began then. And Israel's been trying to repent ever since. But the point is, he was willing he was willing to work and fight all night, even with a dislocated hip, to repent, to get the blessing. That's what we have to learn to do. We sit around all the time and say, oh, man, I don't, have, I don't see my blessings. Now, you got blessed 40 times already, but you haven't seen them because they're back here. We forget how many blessings that we've already had, and we keep looking for the one that I'm supposed to get in front of me right now, or right this moment, okay? And so this is, this is the story of that. And go, ahead, go for a little further, okay? And there, and then, then says, that is why you asked my name. And there he blessed him. And there he blessed him. And he got his blessing. And that blessing wasn't for him. It was for the nation of Israel. And so what does that really mean? Well, he was willing to hold on and fight and change. He was willing to change. He was willing to, but he never trusted Esau. Even though they met, and he, he never trusted him. And when they said, well, let's join together, he went around Esau with his troop, and he settled into what they call Israel now. And Esau settled in what they call Saudi Arabia and the Arabian area. So that's basically the story of Jacob. There's a lot more to it, and you should read it, okay? I'm here to talk to you about repentance. And what is repentance? So first, I want to show you a real quick film. So flip that film on, please, that video. And this is a... Salvation? You want to take note, this is pretty good. It's only a couple minutes. What is repentance, and is it necessary for salvation? Many understand the term repentance from the Greek word metanoia, to mean turning from sin. This is not the biblical definition of repentance. In the Bible, the word repent means to change one's mind. The Bible also tells us that true repentance will also result in a change of actions. Acts 26.20 declares, I preached that they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds. The full biblical definition of repentance is a change of mind that results in a change of action. What, then, is the connection between repentance and salvation? The book of Acts seems to especially focus on repentance in regards to salvation. To repent in relation to salvation 
is to change your mind in regard to Jesus Christ. In Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, he concludes with a call for the people to repent. Repent from what? Peter is calling the people who rejected Jesus to change their minds about him, to recognize that he is indeed Lord in Christ. Peter is calling the people to change their minds from rejection of Christ as the Messiah to faith in him as both Messiah and Savior. Repentance and faith can be understood as two sides of the same coin. It is impossible to place your faith in Jesus Christ as the Savior without first changing your mind about who he is and what he has done. Whether it is repentance from willful rejection or repentance from ignorance or disinterest, it is a change of mind. Biblical repentance in relation to salvation is changing your mind from rejection of Christ to faith in Christ. It is crucially important that we understand repentance is not a work we do to earn salvation. No one can repent and come to God unless God pulls that person to himself. Acts 5.31 and 11.18 indicate that repentance is something that God gives. It is only possible because of his grace. No one can repent unless God grants mm -hmm. repentance. All of salvation, including repentance and faith, is a result of God's drawing us, opening our eyes, and changing our hearts. God's long-suffering leads us to repentance, as does his kindness. While repentance is not a work that earns salvation, repentance unto salvation does result in works. It is impossible to truly and fully change your mind without that causing a change in action. In the Bible, repentance results in a change in behavior. That is why John the Baptist called people to produce fruit in keeping with repentance. A person who has truly repented from rejection of Christ to faith in Christ will give evidence of a changed life. Repentance, properly defined, is necessary for salvation. Biblical repentance is changing your mind about Jesus Christ and turning to God in faith for salvation. Turning from sin is not the definition of repentance, but it is one of the results of genuine, faith-based repentance towards the Lord Jesus Christ. Got questions? The Bible has answers, and we'll help you. Uh, so basically what we're talking about is repentance changing minds, changing your mind, okay? You gotta change this, because this is too messed up with everything we wanna do. It's all about meeting my desires. It's all about meeting what my needs are, you know? And, and that is not what really what repentance is. And there's some things in here that, that when you look them up and when you see it and you talk about repentance, okay, what we're talking about is I'm going to change my mind. When, when, when Peter was at Pentecost says to the people out there, repent and be baptized, repent and be baptized. 3,000 people repented. What, kind of, what, what was their repentance? They were rejecting Jesus. Those 3,000 people changed their mind and did a 180 and said, we accept Jesus. And the moment they accepted Jesus, what came upon them? The Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit takes control of you, he's going to make you, not make you, but he's going to suggest to you to focus on Jesus. It's the word, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the word, you have that word up there for me? <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. And if I ask, give me some water. <clears throat> what? Uh, never mind, I got it. Metanoia. Okay, metanoia is a Greek word meaning turning from sin or changing of one's mind in the biblical reference. The biblical reference, the word itself says turning from sin. That's good, because that's what we think we have to do. Well, let's see, I'm sinning, so I'm going to stop sinning here. 
and I'm going to accept Christ. Well, what you just did, you went from here, and you went to here. But then what happens is, oh, that sin starts drawing me again, and I do this. And then, oh, I'm sorry, Lord, and I get to here. That's not a 180. What he's saying is, you're in this direction, and there's sin. And you've got to go in this direction and focus on Jesus. And go towards Jesus. And walk towards Jesus. And when that sin starts pulling back, it might pull me a little bit here, but I'm going to keep focusing on Jesus, and I'm going to continue to go. That caused a change of mindset. I'm giving that up. I will not follow it. I make that conscious decision. I made it. And God blessed it. Okay? And the Holy Spirit will stamp it for you. But you have to make the decision to change. You're the one that has to turn around. You're the one that has to walk away. But not just walk away. Walk towards Jesus. And focus on him. And focus on the Holy Spirit. Our old tendency, let me tell you something. The old man in you is never going to let go. Just like Jacob, never let go. He wouldn't let go of Esau's heel. He wouldn't let go of that, that, that man he wrestled with. That sin does the same to you, baby. It pulls you, and it pulls you because it's that desire. I want to feel like that again. I want to feel that excitement. I want to come back. Boom. Yes, sir. That's what we have to do. Jesus will always there and say, come back. Jesus will say, I will bless you, but you better be facing me and I bless you. You better be looking me in the eye, okay? And let me tell you something, and I can attest to this, through my belief and through not only my belief, my life. My life didn't change just because I turned from sin. I must have turned from sin 5,000 times. I kept turning back, turning back, back and forth, me and sin. Okay? Uh, God, here's it. God will forgive me. God will forgive me. Come on, guys. Roy, absolutely. You can't lose your salvation once Jesus is in your heart. Okay? He'll forgive you. You know? And sort of like maybe, maybe you're willing to say, you know what, Jesus? I'm willing to be the gatekeeper at the gates of heaven to be a prince and to be a prince or a king in, in Hades and hell. I'd, I'd rather be a gatekeeper. No matter what it is, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. But you have to make it. And I will guarantee you this. When you change, no more drinking. No, I'm not against it. No, no, I don't want to drink anymore. Lord, I don't, I, I, I don't, want, I don't want to drink anymore. Okay. I don't. How many times do I got to say I don't? Turn around and say, I'm not, Lord. Do something. Take that desire away. You take it away. And I drank beer for almost 30 years of my life, and I'll tell you one thing. I loved it. If I drank a beer now, I'd spit it out in a heartbeat because it burns my mouth. God did that, not me. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me why. It does. And I was raised on it. But that's not just drinking. He's not talking about having a glass of wine. He's not talking, it's what the drinking is, is over drinking. 
the, 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 the gluttonous part of it. It's never enough. Lord, I don't want to lust anymore. I don't want to look at women and want them anymore. I want to concentrate on my wife. I love her. I, I, boy, wow, that's, well, that's pretty sharp. Wow. Oh, look at her. Oh, my God. Lord, I don't, Lord, I don't want to do that. Then don't. When that channel comes up, switch it. You have that decision. Your mind can say that. No, I will not watch you. No, I will not get involved with that. No, I will not accept that thought in my mind. And when you change your mind, your actions will change. One of the mindsets I do with a football team and my players, I have to change their mindsets. That running this hill 20 times, you're not tired. What a lie. Okay? But you know what? After a while, they run that hill 20 times and don't even think about it. Why? Because they get in their mindset. They saw what that did for them and how it helped them win. They saw how it pulled them together to push each other up the hill. That's what Jesus has to offer. A lot of trials. A lot of trials. A lot of persecution. A lot of hurts. But you keep facing them, I'll guarantee you, you won't turn back here anymore. And when you do, you're only going to get about here and God says, come back. Go like that. Bye. Bye. Get ye behind me, Satan. Get ye behind me, Satan. If I don't turn around, how can I tell him to get behind me? If he's here, he's by my side. If he's here, I'm going in his direction. But if I'm here, I can say, hey, yeah, get ye behind me. I'm walking that way. That, men, is salvation. That, men, is what we have to repent. Your repentance doesn't come from this. Too many guys say, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to repent. I'm going to say I'm sorry. That's good enough. You know what? God loves you. God's grace. And everything in there about God's grace. Run that up there. What, what chase do I have on that? I have a thing on here. Uh, it's God's grace, God's grace, God's grace. Anyhow. John 6.44. John 6.44 and 2 Peter 3.9. It's through God's grace, man. It's through God's grace, okay? Before it's Bomber's Council, let's go back to the other one. All right? No one can come to see me unless you, the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. You know what that means? Even to the last day, you can repent. Even to the last day. I believe my mother, when she, I believe she was killed, but what happened to her, and I'm holding her hand, and I prayed with her, and I said, please accept Jesus. I want to see you again. And then she squeezed my hand, and I believe at that moment she accepted him. And at that moment, God said, welcome home, daughter. Welcome home, daughter. She repented. We repented together. Repentance is not just a word, men, that we just throw out. Repentance is not something that you can just say, I'm sorry. Repentance is a total change of mind. It's not what you say here. It's what changes here. And what changes here will affect here. And what changes here will affect your walk. So you have to make that decision. 
God's calling you all the time. He's saying, come to me. Come to me. I'll give you the grace. I forgive you. I love you. We are what? We are saved by grace. We are saved through grace. Our salvation comes through grace. It does not. Let's look at Ephesians 2.8. Saved by grace, not by our works. But once we are and once we do repent, our works will show. Our actions will show that we truly repented. My walk with Jesus right now is a lot different than it was when I was 32, 33 and a young Christian. Because I sort of went bounce and forth from the sin to sorry, sin to sorry. And I got to about here. But the day I really decided, when the Holy Spirit really filled me, and I really decided to follow Jesus, and I said, no more, no more you, no more. I'm still a sinner, we all sin. Here's something you gotta remember about repentance. It says, you know, Romans 6, 23, for we've all sinned and fall short of God, right? We all fall short, we all sin. But then in Romans 8, 1, it says what? Now, therefore now, right now, this moment, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If I'm facing this way, I'm not facing Jesus. If I'm facing this way, I'm not facing Jesus. You got to take the full 180, looking straight in the eye and say, Jesus, Lord, Savior, I surrender. I surrender. I give up my pride. I give up my, my hatred. I give up my anger. And I want to love my wife more than anything else in the world. It will be. It can be. But it's up to you. God bless you, man. So now it's time to go into our discuss discussion group. There's a couple discussion questions up there. It's great seeing you all. Come back next week. We're going to hear more about Call to Repent. Thank you.